Yo, it is I, Sir Mac. I am Kush. And we're back again with another Tales from the Kicks. So what's up, Kush? I'm chilling, bro. I'm chilling. Been having a good weekend. Everything's going solid. That's good. That's it's going very solid, my guy. That's, that is lovely to hear. Very lovely. Shout out to mental health, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Please, please take care of your mental health. Please. Yeah. Hey, these shoes bright as fuck. What are they? Um, I'm glad you said that because <laughs> I was just about to jump into them. Hell yeah! See these. Like. These, my friend, uh-huh, uh-huh. are none other than Billie Eilish Jordan yeah. ones. These are the Billie Eilish Jordan ones. Shut the fuck for real, Billy. Bro, I don't give a fuck. Anybody say I fuck with Billie Eilish? Nah, Billie Eilish music is dope as fuck. She cool definitely. as fuck too. Yeah, she she definitely one of the cooler people. She uh, I seen a clip and uh, somebody had brought her talkies to a show, and like she had, was walking down the stage, and she sees she spotted the chips and she was like signaled for them to throw oh, them at her and she yeah. grabbed them. <laughs> it was like good throw and good catch. Real God, that was very well done. Congratulations. Right, that was a good overall effort on both ends. I liked it. I yeah, liked it. Yeah. But yeah, these are the baby eyeless joints. Um, if you can see them, you can see them. Got the, uh, they got hella laces. That's what I really liked about them. There was like so many different laces. This is like four different colors you can do. Yeah. They come with the green ones, but then they hit you with the light blue ones. Then they hit you with like this orange, bright, crimson orange type. Then they get you with this, I don't even know what this like a dust yellow <laughs> dust yellow no nah, that's like um it's like it look like a banana peel but not yeah as bright. that's what i'm saying like i don't know Damn, that's a it's some in some some type of yellow borderline green i don't know but yellow they fire yellow. it's fire and the whole shoe is one solid color but I like it because they put our logo on the front. You see that? On the tongue? Oh, shit. Yeah. That shit is fire. It, but you could barely tell it because, like I said, the whole shoe is in one color. But, yeah. Baby Alice, I bought these out. <laughs> so, yeah, I brought out the Baby Alice Jordan ones today. And uh, and uh, I also bought a couple of pops with me. Ooh, I think uh, dang, this one right here is probably my favorite one up here. Man, that one is like uh, yeah, it is quickly became one of my new favorites. Yeah, definitely becoming one of my new favorites. I hate when I get random sounds. I know. It's I was just, just like, like, I have no idea what's going on in my house right now. Uh, what was that? What was that? Right. Like racing. It's another mountain moving. This is this myself. <laughs> what was that? But yeah, I I got the Chucky backlight out here, and I brought him because instead of waiting to the end to tell you, mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you now. Tell us. <clears throat> I, got, I pulled out Chucky because the guy we're dealing with was one of those who put on a facade, who acted like a good guy, but really deep down inside. He was not. He was so not a good guy. You're a liar. He's not a good guy. And I pulled out Batman because of the detectives on this case. Reminded me of Batman. In the sense of their relentlessness, in the sense of their unwillingness to give up, to find out what is really going on. Okay, okay. To get to the bottom of it, you know? Like, didn't waste no time. Didn't waste any time, even though it took some time, but they still were relentless with it. And it reminded me of Batman, because he's one of those that goes out there, and he had to go through a couple of things just to come back and get everything right, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, even though Superman would defeat Batman easily, but we ain't 
Well, we, we ain't gonna talk about unfortunately, that. Superman, he's completely made up. Batman, there's a possibility of him being out there. And I feel like these detectives, they would have had the gadgets. They would have been known as Batman. <laughs> so, yeah, I just feel like, you know, Batman is a better reference for this one. And, um... Shout out to those detectives who I will name later. And uh yeah. I'm gonna um I'm gonna go ahead and tie this all in with the title. Okay, okay, okay. And uh today's case will be the Green River Killer. That's gonna be one hell of a tale, sir. It, this is a crazy ass tale. I don't have I don't have words, I don't have a lot of words for this. There's a lot of, there's a couple of shocking things, and um, it's wild. It's a wild ride. Going into this case, I was advised by one of our best followers. Shout out to B. Hey. <laughs> the wifey hit me with the. Oh, I hope you get better. The wifey hit me with this shit, and I was like, whoa, for real? She was like, yeah, so, um. I'm gonna jump into that. The base. And without further ado, we will get on to the case. The case. Um, his name is Jerry Ridgeway. Fucking Jerry. AKA the Green River Killer. Let's see. Seattle 1982 is when this shit started. It took over 20 years to catch him. 20, hold on, 20 fucking years? It took over, well, it took 20 years to catch him. And we'll get into that. Uh, From Oregon to British Columbia, bodies were found, suspected to be his victims. Gary Ridgway was born in Salt Lake City, 1949. He was the second of three boys. His parents argued a lot, and he often took his mother's side. He had a bedwetting problem, I think up to the age 13. And his mom would actually take care of this problem herself. Oh, shit. Including cleaning his genitals. How old was he? He had this problem until he was 13. So you... Yes. This led to a sexual confusion with himself. Obviously. He admitted to a psychiatrist that he had a lust for his mother. Do you do you know what that's called? No. It's called the Oedipus Complex. Huh. By the time he was 16, <laughs> he had a supercharged sex drive. <laughs> Okay, try to edit. Um, this led to a sexual confusion with himself. He admitted to a psychiatrist he had a lust for his mother. Ew. Yeah, disgusting. What are you doing, stepmom? By the time he was 16, he had a supercharged sex drive and wanted sex all the time. He struggled in high school and he was held back twice. He also struggled with his peers and he was the odd one out. He didn't fit in with any particular group. At the age of 16, he stabbed a six-year-old boy in <gasps> the liver. The child did survive. However, he was not identified, so no charges were ever brought against him for the crime. So he got away with stabbing him a little boy. Why the fuck did he stab him for? What was the reason? What was the reason? I just believe he was angry at the time. And like he just, I don't know. He, whatever was going on within the yeah. side of him, it's something. Like as you will see, he's not able to contain himself. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have much of a self-control factor. He's just like. So, in 1969, he joined the U.S. Navy. 
The okay. next year, he got married, but his mother was still a heavy presence in his life, choosing what clothes he should wear, and she bought them. Damn, so he was like a hardcore mommy's boy. Um, It was more so like his mom never let him go. His mom never let him go far. Okay. Because she always was there to cradle him. So, yeah, his mom was a very heavy presence in his life. And uh, mm -hmm. I don't know if it was more so of him being a mama's boy or him Or not. him being like a victim to it. Yeah, like her being there too much. Mm -hmm. Like, because that's what it just seems like. And you'll see when we get into it. Um, the following year after he had got married mm -hmm. in 69. Mm -hmm. Well, 60, 70 now. So, in 71, he gets deployed mm -hmm. and unable to control his sex drive he visited prostitution places everywhere he went oh shit and in some cases he contracted stds which he was very angry about and he held it against sex workers which may be a key factor to his later actions how are you, man? Like you, you knew the risk. I don't. You knew the motherfucking risk. Like don't, don't, don't. Oh, I'm gonna go and visit a whole bunch of motherfucking whorehouses. And no, no, now it burns when you pee. What the fuck did you think was gonna happen, my guy? I have no idea, but he's pissed. Fuck him. <laughs> the fuck. The following year, mm. he returned to find his wife had been dating another man. And they divorced in 1972. Damn. In 1973, he oh, found damn. a new wife and then became heavily involved in religion. Okay, okay. He had a son with his new wife. Mm -hmm. He had a split life, though. One where he was living, a loving and caring husband mm -hmm. and father. And also very religious. Okay. But on the other hand, he was still visiting sex workers. His mother was still very present in his life. And in his second marriage. Why, why are you like that involved in your son's life? And why are you allowing it? I, I don't know. That's, mm, that's all I have to say about that, sir. Yeah. <laughs> the combination of the two didn't work out, mm -hmm. and the couple divorced in 1981. Obviously. In 1982, he is arrested for soliciting a sex worker. Oh, he got he got locked up. He got, he got picked up for picking up a... He got picked up for doing a pickup. <laughs> <laughs> This is an ominous sign for what's to come. He picked up workers on the SeaTac Strip, a road that connects Seattle to Tacoma. He would usually go there after work. His first victim was 16 years old, and he picked her up July 1982. Her body was not found for a week. His tactics were to pick up girls late at night and would take them deep into the woods so nobody would be around. He preyed on helpless runaways, young girls. After his first kill, he picked up five more girls over the span of five weeks from the SeaTech strip. This man is moving. By August 15, 1982, he had raped and killed all of them. He dumped the bodies in the creek. He dumped one body in the creek and four in the Green River. Bodies were in clusters in the river when detectives found the body of the second victim and started to investigate the surrounding area. More bodies were found. So, like, it was so many bodies in the river that the bodies were just collecting up on the riverbanks. So they would find the bodies in clusters. I don't like that. Can you imagine? You just going tubing one day. 
And then bam, you're like, oh, I hit another, I hit another tuber. Nope. It's a person. Yeah. Congratulations. You hit a dead person. Yep. How do you feel? Not good, huh? Not, no. Yeah. No. It's horrible. Yeah. That's right. Many of his victims had no idea they were in danger until he would strike from behind them, often to strangle them to death. Side note, he used a rope Mm -hmm. to do most of the killings because he quickly found that if he used his hand, that when they fought back, they would bruise him, therefore leaving markings. They would scratch him and put uh, his DNA underneath her fingernails. Well, this is the 80s, so they wasn't really, he wasn't really worried about DNA. He was more sort of worried about having to cover up the story of what's going on with his arms. Yeah, but he, they still had DNA shit back then, right? No. That you'll see sucked. You'll see later. That's probably why it was so easy to be a serial killer back then. Well, yeah, because that's how a lot of people got away with a lot of things because the DNA hadn't caught up. Yeah. It wasn't until the 2000s that DNA really, really took off because even in the 90s, it was there, but it was very limited as to what it could and couldn't do. That's so crazy. You'll see when we get into it. And, uh... My bad. <laughs> <laughs> Edit. <laughs> right. He would strike from the behind. Uh, he would uh, use the Star Lake Road to dump the bodies because he could see any cars coming from any direction. Mm-hmm. And this is also why bodies would be in clusters along the Green River because he was using the same spot to go. Okay. He later confessed that he would leave... He would have sex with some of the bodies after death, in some cases long after death. Uh, he was he was into necrophilia. Yeah. He was a necrophiliac. Yeah, that, that one was like, whoa. Damn, that's nasty. So this brings us to Deborah, who was one of his victims that was 15. She had went to the police station because she had reported a rape and went to see photos of the perpetrator. After she was done at the police station, a detective dropped her off at a motel that she was staying at. Mm-hmm. And that was the last time she was seen. She wasn't found until six years later under debris from a building site that was down the road from where she was living. By the end of 1982, the death toll was at 11. Because most of the bodies were in the water, there was little evidence left, if any. That's that's a lot. (laughs) That's a lot. Gary Ridgway was hiding in plain sight, never suspected of anything. After no bodies were found in the winter, the killer struck again in the spring of 1983. April 30th, he picked up an 18-year-old named Marie who had a boyfriend who also was a pimp the boyfriend was there when Marie got in Ridgeway's truck and had an unsettling feeling so he got in his vehicle and followed them but got caught by a red light and was unable to continue his pursuit um when Marie didn't come back after a few days, he alerted her father, and the two went out to go look for her. And the boyfriend ended up finding, coming across the same exact truck matching mm-hmm. the one he seen. And he called the police. He got that shit. He got his ass. Well. Ladies the- and gentlemen, we got him. When the police arrived, they questioned they <laughs> when police arrived, they questioned Ridgeway, but since there was no Marie around, the officer ended the investigation. However, Ridgeway was still under the police radar. Well, not still. He's now mm-hmm. under the police radar. Marie's body would not be found until 20 years later. How did they how did they know it was her body? 
DNA evidence. They they like I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how to explain see, that shit. Yeah, I don't know how see. to explain that shit. But there is a way to go back and because you can also do teeth records, dental records, and shit like that. Yeah. So that's a lot of the ways. That's how they really do it. Is dental records. On May third, he killed another woman. This time with a different mo. Caroline wasn't a sex worker. She was a waitress at a local restaurant that, had, and they apparently had sex. And then afterwards, he strangled her to death. What the fuck? Why, my guy? And this one is a loop because unlike any other victims, she was when he in... dumped the body, he put fish guts on her body, placed ground meat in her hands, and poured a bottle of wine on her after doing all of this. He laid next to her body and cried. What the fuck? What the fuck? Hold on. <laughs> what? <laughs> I told you this shit is crazy. This man just wanted some cuddles. I mean, but he didn't cuddle. He lay no, next he to cried. her and cried. That's tough because, like, how you gonna sit there and cry? Like, my guy, this is you. This is you. You did this, my guy. Her body was found 20 miles east of the SeaTech Strip in Maple Valley, Washington. Likely the only time he killed a woman who wasn't a sex worker. By the end of 1983, the bodies of 24 women were found and many more had been reported missing. Wow. All suspected of being a victim to the Green River Killer. Body parts were found throughout the Pacific Northwest, all along the Green River, some as far as Oregon. Uh, Oregon. <laughs> they had a Green River task force who was going up and down the river to find bodies and any evidence they could find. Meanwhile, Ridgeway was still killing, and the reports from missing people were still coming in. By the end of 1984, the death toll was now at uh, 42. Oh, shit. And sadly, the police were no closer to catching the ridge, uh, catching the ridgeway. <laughs> and sadly, the police were no closer to catching Gary Ridgeway. That motherfucker's on the road. Like, he is just moving and ain't nobody stopping him. Nothing. This man is a train. He's, yeah. He ain't going nowhere. In 1985, he meets his third wife. Damn, my guy. She thought very high of him, also helped him with his finances, something he was unable to do on his own. Around this time, the killings start to slow up. And this is the trippy part. Getting chills already. His hmm. third wife would later say that she felt like she saved lives because she loved him and made him happy. Dang, you know what the sad thing is? That makes perfect fucking sense. <sighs> that shit was... It's just, it's just an eerie feeling to know that somebody's out there trying to love a serial killer. And that shit's real, too. There yeah. ain't no, there ain't no fucking... Yeah. Ain't no bullshit around here. By the spring of 1987, the death toll was 46. With green, when green fibers were found on a few different bodies, leading to investigators to believe that the bodies had visited the same place at some point before they were dumped. What the fuck? On April 8, 1987, the Green River Task Force entered Ridgeway's home to investigate. A young couple who rented the apartment above Gary's garage gave pictures to the police showing the inside of the house and the green carpet on the floors. What the fuck? However, that day turned out not to be what the police were hoping for. Oh. The carpet was replaced entirely. 
No evidence that it was even green carpet there before. Not even the vacuum held even any evidence. They even took the vacuum? They turned that place up and couldn't find anything. And I have here, he cleaned everything. (laughs) There was also in search of his job and nothing. Ridgeway was taken to the police station where they collected DNA mm-hmm. from from him, obviously, which would later help solve the case. So it so that did help that did help them solve the case? By them taking his DNA that day, it did help them later on in the case. Okay. Okay. It I wasn't it immediately because remember, this is April eighth, nineteen eighty seven. So, jump to Seattle 2001. There has been a total of 48 deaths suspected all to be victims of the Green River Killer. And with technology advancing, it's just a matter of time for police to reveal the identity of the killer. Mm -hmm. A breakthrough in technology led to them to test the DNA they had with other DNA that was inconclusive before. Because when they were testing the DNA evidence beforehand that they had, all the test results were coming back inconclusive. Because nothing like nothing came up for it. Well, the technology wasn't the technology. The technology wasn't, wasn't up to par, so they could tell they have some DNA and evidence, but they couldn't say if it matched or not. Yeah. In two thousand one. He is arrested again for soliciting a sex worker. Again. This man, he ain't learned any lesson once. But what he didn't know was. It was an undercover. That she was an undercover. Oh, fuck, bro. With him already being on the radar (sighs) and the fear he might kill again. Gary Ridgway was arrested on November 30th, 2001. Damn, he fell for the old switcheroo. Well, you got to remember he's been picking them up since 82. He hadn't gotten picked up since 82. It's now 2001. He thought he was in the clear. He thought he was, he thought he knew what he was doing. Damn, okay. So... With the fear that he might kill again, Gary Ridgeway was arrested on November 30th, 2001. Oh, my gosh. At the time, there was only enough evidence for four victims, which was enough for the death penalty. Oh, shit. They offered him a deal that would take away the death penalty only if Ridgeway gave a full confession of what he did. The deal came on behalf of the family so they could have some closure for their loved ones. Mm-hmm. In 2003, Gary confessed to the dozens of murders he did. Investigators then alerted the families. November 5th, 2003, Gary appeared in court to make his plea. Oh, shit. Gary tried to apologize to the families, but as uh, as he was, one of the victim's fathers interrupted him and had a very stern statement directly to Ridgeway. After the judge called the father to order, Gary was unable to finish his apology. November 2003, he was convicted of 48 counts of aggravated murder Oh, and was sentenced to 48 consecutive life sentences in prison. He got a life sentence for each person he killed. Yes. Now, we jump to December 2010. A 49th victim was found. Dumped in Washington in Ridgeway was given an additional life sentence. Why? A 49th victim was found. Oh, sorry. My bad. I, I I don't know what I thought I heard. I heard something different. My bad. Shit, why? 
Because he killed people. My bad. I heard something completely different. My fault, guys. In his final statement, he said he wanted to kill as many sex workers as possible. All because he got a rashy rash on his little wiener. Yeah. And the lead detectives on the case were Dave. I'm not going to. Richard. Dave Richard. Okay. Faye Brooks. Okay. And Tom Jensen. Okay. Yeah. Shout out to those Batmans because they had a one hell of a task. Right. And they did it. And they did it. They stuck to their guns. And, they stuck, and the only reason why it took them so long because of that technology. Because of that technology. That's why you don't see a lot of serial killers nowadays. Technology. Exactly. There's cameras everywhere. Literally everywhere. And it's it's like crazy when you think about it. Because now there's cameras in TVs. Yeah. There's cameras in in fucking homes. In yeah. the light bulbs. Yeah. Technology is everywhere and it is constantly improving and also decreasing so many so many things. It's so much. It's so much. It's wild. But and then shout out to shout out man, shout out to everybody that helped on this case. And uh, there's a documentary on a, I watched the documentary on YouTube. And uh, they had the sisters of some of the, like a couple of sisters from some of the victims in there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, shout out to them for keeping their name alive and you know being diligent because. Some of those, and I feel bad for some of them because, I mean, it's hard not to feel any, yeah, you know, but like one of the ladies, she was, she knew what her sister was up to because it was like her half sister. So she knew, they grew up in different homes, but they were still sisters. And like, she was like still trying to find her and still trying to look for her, but she kept looking for her until they called her and told her like, yo, this dude just confessed to all this. Yeah. And we we believe that your sister is one of the victims. And it's just like, damn. Could you even imagine getting a phone call like that? That'd be horrible. I this hope just, I never that's just experienced the worst. that pain. That shit is crazy. I agree. I'm still mad about him stabbing a six-year-old. Yeah, and he was unable to be identified, so nothing happened. And I was just like, bro, that is crazy. That's what I'm saying. You would think there was like some way he slipped up, but he he didn't. Yeah, and I just wonder how he knew when to change his uh, carpet. Yeah. But it was like four or five different bodies that had it. And they were starting to notice like a lot of these bodies had it. So it was like, hold up. You're right. But he messed up because he kept getting arrested well he got arrested those two times he got arrested was really fucked him up and then when the boyfriend fucking found his truck mm-hmm. that really kind of put him on the on the radar for real that's damn okay yeah but it just took so long to to get that shit figured out Edit. I don't know. But yeah, that's that's the tale I found. And uh hope y'all enjoyed it. I enjoyed it very much, sir Mac. That shit actually it actually chilled me out. I ain't gonna lie. It definitely got me for a minute. I'm telling you that part where that mm-hmm. lady said I feel like I saved life cause You was keeping them loved and happy. <sighs> Bro. That shit there. That's so crazy to me. And it in like it probably do hold weight, but at the same time it's like, so you knew what he was doing or something? Yeah, I mean you can tell you can also blame it on fear that she thought if she did something, like said something to somebody, then she'd be next. Yeah, because the whole time they keep saying like the way he looks, it was like he don't look like a threatening person. Mm-hmm. He don't look like he could harm you. So 
it was pretty easy for people to trust him and nobody suspected him because he didn't look like somebody that would do yeah. something. Yeah, I liked it though. I like the shoes. Love Billy Eilish. Bro, I love these shoes. I still haven't worn them yet, but I love I, these. I like how they came with the three different laces. Four. Four? Because you got to count the ones that's on there. Right? Oh, you're right. The lime green or the, what do we say? The highlighter yellows? Highlighter. Highlighter green. Neon green. Whatever you want. The Billy Eilish yeah. color. <laughs> I, li- I like these colors because each one of those colors will make that shoe pop too. Exactly. I like the orange ones more than the orange ones. ones but... Yeah, the orange ones are nice. I like that. But. I like that. Both of them is really crazy. All three of them is crazy. I don't know. Hell yeah. I don't know which way I'm going to freak it, but I'm going to do something to it. Shout out to that man, Chucky. Thank you for joining us. We know you have a lot of schedule. Go, Batman. Yeah, Batman thinks we're coming too. Batman's always here. Whatever. Justice. I just want ice. You know what's so funny? I put out like, I don't even know how many Batmans already. I know. I noticed that we have been having a lot. We had like that that monster one, the monster Batman or yeah. something. I think you had that other one. I had the like the riddle uh I didn't pull out those yet though. I had the um the Scarecrow Batman. Yeah, that's right. And the um the Harley Quinn Batman. Harley Quinn. I love Harley Quinn. Like she was like I she was like my first like crush. Star, yeah. Like cartoon. Yeah, the crush on the cartoon. Okay, don't say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. I'm just saying, like, Harley Quinn is fire. Yeah, cool. I fucks with Harley Quinn. Nah, she dope. I always thought her and Joker were going to be like a dynamic duel, but then somehow they broke up. They broke up, like, yeah. Why? What do you mean, why? Have you not been paying attention? Well, I kind of stopped when they started making it real life and I knew they was going to break up. And what, what fucks me up is, have you seen Suicide Squad? Nope. I mean, okay. I've seen some of it. There's a there's a scene where the Joker has like a circle of knives, right? Like every knife you can think of, and then there's three baby onesies in the corner. Mm-hmm. And I can't figure out why he has three baby onesies in the corner. Are those the kids that Harley Quinn lost? Are those Harley Quinn's actual kids? Are those Joker's? You know, three misfits or whatever. Find out on the next episode of Dragon Knowledge, man. Oh, shit. <laughs> ain't he in the right show? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I enjoyed it. It was pretty lit. I love it. Yeah, that was that was awesome. I liked it. When I found the story, I was like, whoa. Yeah, he was he was checking that documentary out that shit look fire too yeah I mean not the bad parts but like all the information just the information that they get through the interviews that they got through the the way they were able to reach out to other uh, families and get some interviews that way mm-hmm. which I thought was really dope um the relentlessness yes I'm telling you that that Batman mentality bro that shit is crazy like they were determined to figure out who these do who this person was yeah. that was going around killing. I get it, I get it. It just sucked because, matter of fact, when they found the green fibers, the green fibers from the fucking from his carpet, yeah, that, wasn't, that was there. But when they found those, they had dug those bodies up. Okay, and. They started finding that's how they found the fibers because he, I guess, he was doing a mixture of like dumping some bodies in the mm-hmm. woods and some bodies in the river, actual river. So, okay, okay. And then even when they was in the woods, they would still be along the river. Oh, shit. Okay. So it wasn't ever, yeah, he was all, he had his area. So they already knew where he was. Yeah. They just had to, they just had had to, to get put them. the pieces together. Okay, okay. Now I get that now. I get that now. That's crazy. The part I find crazy is that there was only enough evidence for four victims. That's damn. Without his confession, they only would have got four victims. But with his confession, they got 49. 
can you imagine like the detective how the detective felt when he was like all right cool there's about like 49 and then like i mean they i feel like they've already believed it because they were finding so many bodies mm -hmm. already there was a whole entire task force there's an entire Green River Task Force. But would you expect 400, like 49 bodies? In the beginning, no. But then I think once you get to 10, you're just like, well, shit. How many bodies are we going to find? Exactly. You just start counting. You don't even have an expectation. You you just start counting. Hoping that the count don't get higher. You hoping not to find no more. You know what I mean? No new bodies. Yeah, you hoping not to find no more. Damn. That's wild. That's wild as fuck. This is definitely a good, a good tell. I appreciate it, sir. I appreciate y'all for listening. I appreciate yes, all y'all for listening. Love it. Thank you. And please keep listening. Don't forget to engage with us. Uh, send us a, a goddamn DM on Instagram or uh, or follow us on, on TikTok. TikTok. You know? <laughs> and YouTube videos coming soon. Let yes, us sir. know. Yes, sir. If there's any cases or something that you want us to cover or something. Let and us, he, he, he got a story it. you want to be read by one of us? Let us know. Let's do it. We got it. I'm we down. like creepy shit, too. We do. You know, spooky shit. Spooky, spooky. Spooky season is. <gasps> Speaking of spooky, I saw the first store for um Halloween. Yeah, what was it? What's it called again? Spirit. Spirit. I found the first spirit store that is up in San Antonio. Oh, for real? Yes. Where is it at? Mm. Okay. Well, on next time on Tales <laughs> from the Kicks. <laughs> we will find out where they are. And, uh, yeah, don't forget, spooky season is upon us. It is very coming fast. No, it's here. It is here. It's here. I can't wait for fall. I love the weather in fall. I, it, I, I used to love the weather when it mm -hmm. acted right. True. This ain't the same. This, this ain't, ain't the same weather nah, this that we grew up with. This ain't the same sun we was out there playing with either. This ain't the same. Hell this ain't my. nothing outside is the same. Nothing, nothing at all. Unless, they try like Al Gore try to tell everybody about weather change. I remember. <laughs> I remember. Al Gore tried to tell everybody about the weather change, and everybody told him to shut up. Now we hot. Now everybody hot. And y'all canceling, trying to fix the shit. Y'all out here trying to cancel Mother Nature. How you gonna cancel Mother Nature? Mother Nature can't be canceled. It was here before you had rules. And that's what I don't get. Like, people think the pen and paper is the most powerful thing until water rents it all out. Mm hmm Or a tornado come and spin it all together. Mm-hmm. Ain't it, no computer going to be protected against a tornado. No. Unless you're in a bunker. And then an earthquake hit. Damn, and then it cracks the bunker. <laughs> <laughs> you can't beat Mother Nature. <laughs> That's, damn, that would be a fire-ass movie. Like when Mother Nature strikes back. And like she Why pulls... Why so, Somebody should make that. When Mother That's, Nature strikes back. All about global warming. And how, yeah, about, about all that shit. It'd be ironic, though, like, the people that didn't sign a treaty or some shit, mm -hmm. they'd be the first ones to go. It'd really be like that. it really fucking be like that. Bro, you see a monsoon hit Vegas? I, I think I saw that on TikTok. Vegas was flooded by a monsoon. I said, where the fuck the water come from? How? 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 How that happen? That is a good question. I thought they was in the desert. I've been I've been up there. I've been at uh Fort Irwin. I've been to Vegas. I don't know how many times. I could have sworn it was a desert. They got people all outside, hotels leaking. They probably ain't seen raining forever. How did it happen then? I don't, I'm okay, like okay. I mentally got the wrong Sorry. definition of monsoon. Because how the hell you get a monsoon to Vegas? I think a monsoon is just like a really big thunderstorm, isn't it? It's 
So I looked it up and I still don't understand what exactly a monsoon <laughs> is. And I still don't understand how it got to Vegas. But it happened. And it's weird. And I believe in global warming. So <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, if you think about it, like, they make cars every year. Every year. But just because you make new people every year, don't necessarily mean you got to make new cars every year. Because they can't drive for at least 16 years. It's money, though. And the money is the root of yeah, all of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't trying to hear that. What okay. I'm speaking is just speaking, okay? Just speaking. Trying to hear all that money shit right now. God damn it. What I'm saying is, all these goddamn cars is on the fucking road. They all giving off some type of heat. And everywhere, everybody got somewhere to go. So you combine the temperature that it already is, plus the cars, plus the big ass trucks, Mm -hmm. plus the buses. Shit's warming up. Fair enough. Fair enough. Then you got everybody in the industry is got something to do with something. Like think about everybody that's like doing something with heat. You got welders all over the planet. You got like so the combination of everything. I get you. Like seriously, like the combination of everything that is going yeah. on on one planet. Y'all don't think like it's not gonna it's warm? not affecting the weather. Yeah, like yeah. no, I, I I get what you're saying. Then, I hear you. And my thing is like I don't see how it's a far fetched idea if everybody knows that the moon affects the water. How do people don't affect the planet? How does the moon control the I mean I I never mind, I know how, sorry. I remember. But wow. yeah, I feel you. Just saying. If you'll take that piece of science and accept that something out of space is, fect- is affecting something on Earth, but you won't take the science that says the people on the planet are affecting the Earth in a negative way, you ain't trying to hear it. Yep. You tell them, sir. You seen those uh glaciers? I think it was in Iceland. They yeah, were melting out like melting, yeah. they're melting at an unprecedented speed. And I'm just like, um, I don't think that's supposed to happen. <laughs> this shit ain't happened ever before. <laughs> let me let me start making some ice, <laughs> bro. What? Yeah, yeah. So it's just like, all right. So what y'all gonna do with all this ice melt? And it's really kind of scary, right? Because I feel like. That ice might hold something in it. Yeah. All it could be new creatures, new diseases. It could be old ones that just got stuck. Like what if something got stuck like at a very early stage? And then once it warms up, it fucking starts developing. Like again. an egg. Yeah, like an egg or a bacteria or a disease or anything, <laughs> nigga. It could be yeah. anything in that ice, nigga. Right, you ain't wrong. You ain't wrong. I mean, because if the science is right and they really did have an ice age, that's the same fucking ice they walked across. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Speaking of ice age, love that movie. Yeah, the sloth was cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The um, the mammoth was cool too. The saber tooth was dope too. I agree. I agree. There's some good ass characters in there. Mm-hmm. Queen Latifah was an ally. She was, which, oh yeah, which one? Was she? What's she? The, uh, the um, second one. She was the uh, the mammoth, right? Yeah. Yeah. The one that thought she was a possum or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, that gap, that shit was funny as fuck. She was really sleeping upside down. Bro, Queen Latifah is like low key dope as shit. Ooh, inside it off. Bro, all her movies be dope as fuck. I fucks with it. I fucks with I it. I liked it. Uh, I like to set it off, but I liked it that one she did with uh, fuck uh, with Tupac and fucking 
fuck is the name of that movie? In that movie, Jews. Her role in that movie, Jews. Okay. Where she was like, uh, <laughs> she was turning niggas down. Nah, nah, you whack. Get out of here. Go. <laughs> I know. It's, I know. It's probably talking about. I was like, damn, they cold. <laughs> they she, cold up she, there. She was like that. <laughs> she was like telling that dude in front of the whole everything. Because dude, like she tried to tell him on the cool, but then dude tried to get fly. And she was like, bro, you suck. Get out of here. You whack. Go. Oh, fuck. Like, yeah. She like called him out and everything. And like, she like, who the next contestant? And like, dude, Raheem was just sitting in line. Yeah. Waiting. And waited. And yeah, waited. waiting. And he was watching all these dudes get turned away. <laughs> She's steadily kicking each one out. <laughs> Hell no. But he went in there with full confidence. And what happened? He got that he shit. Got that shit. Confidence got that shit. is key. Shit was crazy. Sure as fuck was. Confidence is key, ladies and gentlemen. You gotta have the confidence. Mm-hmm. Before anything. Before anything. You gotta be- you gotta believe in yourself. Because if you don't believe that you can do it, who gonna believe you can? Mm-hmm. Gotta prove exactly. yourself. Gotta tell yourself, self, I got this shit. Wise words from Sir Mac. You know, I'm here all day. Mm-hmm. If you don't stop hitting us with that long ass, mm-hmm, <laughs> you sound like a 60 year old grandpa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My bad. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> You remind me of somebody like sitting in the back of the church or the preacher passing. <laughs> they be like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> there always be one back there. He only, he ain't too loud, but if you sit next to him, you gonna hear him. Mm-hmm. You say something? Mm-mm. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he gonna look at you weird if you ask him. He says something. What? You did it. <laughs> Are you mad at me because you said something? His mm-hmm on automatic mode. He don't even know he didn't did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm dead. I'm alive, but I'm dead. You seen that TikTok? No. Why okay. you keep asking me if I seen that TikTok? Because that's like you keep asking me if I seen Supernatural. No, I ain't seen it. If you seen Supernatural, y'all already know it's 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 one of my favorite shows. Hands down. Love it. You know what? I was sitting back thinking today, like, I think Django, the Django is my favorite. Why did I say the Django? The Django. It's, it's Django. I said it right, and then I fucking second-guessed myself. But that's just my, one of my favorite movies. Like, for real, for real. Because if you really, if you really think about it, it has a perfect mixture of everything. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a perfect mixture of... Racism with compassion, with comedy, with seriousness, and adventure. It had it all. And irony. It had it all. Because I'm going to get into it. Oh, God. (laughs) When Django had to kill a white man Mm -hmm. in front of his son, Dr. Schwartz had no problem with it. But when... Mozo Candy was about to kill that black dude mm-hmm. by them dogs. Chanko had no problem with it. But Dr. Swartz did. Yeah. And I think that's so ironic. That the black man had no problem mm-hmm. with the black man dying. But the white man did. And the white man had no problem with the white man dying. But the black man did. I see what you did there. That made my head hurt. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that at all. That shit hurt it. It did. It was. It's like they got so much comedy scenes in there. It's so crazy. He shot old dude and was like, "Do I have your word that I won't be shot down like a dog in the street?" And he like, "Like you did my share." Yes, that's exactly what I mean. That's exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, what? That was a cold-ass bounty hunter, though. Nah, he was cold with it. And and that's another thing I was thinking about. 
the way he presented that case to Django where it was like, I, I despise the slavery, but mm-hmm. given the situation, I can't afford you to turn away my, me. You know what I mean? Turn mm-hmm. me away. I can't afford that. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to keep you as my slave until you help me find these people. Then you're a free man. But he didn't treat him like a slave. And though. he didn't treat him like a slave. Yeah. He just said it so that uh, for like paperwork. But I also find it ironic once again that Dr. Schultz employed Django to help him. Then in return, he helped Django get his woman. Yep. I fucks with it. I fucks with it. That's why it's like one of my favorite stories because it's like the whole story flips by the end of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I fucks with it. I like it. It's a pretty good. It's a pretty good movie. I'm not gonna lie. Jamie, gonna... Jamie Foxx is acting in that was pretty solid. No, nah, his acting is always a one. And Leonardo fucking too. Hell yeah, Leonardo. Yeah, he wanted them. He wanted them for sure. He definitely up there. Samuel Jackson too. That he was so funny. He just be he killed me with his like lines. Yeah. You remember uh he you said, ever, go ahead. Oh uh, he, he said you gonna come inside or you gonna go sleep in that box over there. <laughs> I'm done. Uh have you ever seen Pluto with uh Eddie Griffin? Or not Eddie Griffin, what's his name? Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. When he went out there to Pluto. Yeah. <clears throat> when he was, yeah. And then, what's another one? Oh, uh, The Hunter Mansion. Yeah. I like that one. Dr. Doolittle, classic. Oh, yeah. No, the Dr. Doolittle's was crazy. That was a classic one. The only movie I didn't like from Eddie Murphy was this last one. Was that Coming to America? It could have been executed a lot better. Bro. Oh, part two? Yeah. yeah, and then they also waited like forever to do it, but it was cool. I had some funny parts. I ain't watched it. Yeah, I heard a lot. No, nah, I heard a lot of like bad reviews on it, and I didn't want to watch it. Oh, I, I seen the original it. hella, hella amount of times. Nah, the, the OG one, that shit funny as hell. And then uh, he opened that door. He seen his daddy. He's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> slap that shit so bad. I was like, oh shit. Uh, yeah, my dad, my dad be watching all those. Hey, but shit. you know what movie is probably one of the greatest ones? That motherfucking Harlem Nights. That bitch got Red Fox in that motherfucker. Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy. Yeah, there's so many people in that movie. It's so crazy. Hell yeah! I, so I shoot, I shoot that little motherfucker off. <laughs> now when they were shooting them guns, he was like, boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. Boom, 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 Pow. That nigga turned around and said, stop shooting that little motherfucker. <laughs> oh, and then it was so funny because he was standing out. They, all these motherfuckers got machine guns and shit lighting up the whole spot. The whole block. And he sitting behind the wall, not even looking and shoot four times and hit every one of them. <laughs> He was a sharpshooter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was so funny. He wasn't even trying. He just said, boom, 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 boom. He didn't hear no more gunshots. He look up. He just shot them all. <laughs> How, Sway? How? <sighs> oh. Hell no. Nah. That was funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the ending. He was like, breathe like a fish. <laughs> it liked him inside his <laughs> safe. Yeah. You like a fish. So, thank y'all for listening to our little yes, chatty thank chat chat. Thank you indeed. And uh, if you made it this far, thank you for listening. We appreciate you. We really do. Don't forget to, you know, send us any any investigations, any cases that you mm-hmm. might think is you want to hear, and uh, any stories that you might have for us. Any story, any supernatural, or anything you found that was odd. Or any um, places that you know of that yeah. are very odd that you wouldn't mind listening to. We will be waiting.
I'm not one of them waiting people. So if y'all don't say no, we just gonna keep dropping shit. Whoa, I'll be waiting. Cause should be waiting. I will be waiting. Sir Mac gotta keep it pushing. Keep get, pushing. Ain't get no with us or get behind me. Ain't no brakes on this train. Choo choo. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh yeah. I'm Sir Mac. I am your boy Kush. And this has been another Tales from the Kicks. Yes, it has. Mm-hmm.